Hey, Cam. Yes, Alex. What uh, what what's your favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Ooh, good question. Um, I'm actually I'm actually gonna go Predator. Ooh. Okay. See, I thought you were gonna go wacky. I I thought you were gonna go something like like Jingle All the Way or or something like that. No, no, no. I I enjoy Predator. Okay. Well, I mean, mine mine is it's it's kind of a cop out, but it's it's the Terminator. Did you hear they're coming out with yet another Terminator sequel? Are they, are they really? Yeah, it's uh it's it's gonna be uh, uh kind of following the Terminator around after he's retired. Um, it's gonna be called the Exterminator. Get to the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chatting Average Podcast with your hosts, Riley's Race and the Big Chop Man. Welcome to your friendly neighborhood Atlanta Braves podcast. Welcome to Chatting Average. I'm your host, Alex, joined as always by the best co-host a guy could ever ask for, Mr. Cam Matthews. How you doing today, Cam? What? Shaking bacon. I said something nice and you still had to do it. Well, it's it's my brand. <laughs> my brand. My brand. Ah, <laughs> oh, what's up, man? How you been doing this week? Oh man, it is uh it, it has been a week, but that's okay because I got a short work week coming up. We are uh going on a nice little weekend vacation next weekend, so looking forward to that. Heading down to the coast, gonna do a little fishing. Uh, no what, what, yeah, yeah. What what about you? Um, well, you know, uh, the next weekend I'm going out of town as well. Uh, <laughs> wife and I are flying to Colorado and, uh, we're going to go hiking, uh, in and around the, the greater Aspen area. Nice. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you for your appearance this week, Hudson. Appreciate okay, that. That's what that, that's what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said something right as he barked and so I couldn't, I didn't know if that was just feedback yeah. in my headset or what. <laughs> So yeah, like the uh, like like the salmon to Capistrano, we are heading to Aspen uh, for both for both my wife and I's birthdays because our birthdays are only three days apart. Are you uh, are you going to Aspen so you can return a briefcase you found in the back of your limo? Uh, some swamp swamp swami Samsonite. Samsonite. <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, oh, all man. all of the dumb and dumber jokes will be made. Um, of course, we're <laughs> both out of town next weekend. Uh, it's almost like we intentionally made this week our last episode. Um, I'll be perfectly honest with you. We did not start planning our trip until you and I had already decided that this was going to be the last episode. Yeah. For the season. That was uh, that was literally two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we booked our flights like. Not even a week ago. Nice. Um. Yeah. Luckily, flights dirt cheap right now. Uh, <laughs> if you could believe that. I wonder uh, why. Uh, my my wife and I are flying round trip direct from Atlanta to Denver. Uh, for less than two hundred dollars total. Wait, what? You heard me. 
Are you kidding me? It was like 193. Uh, we ended up oh, using credit cards, damn. but it was like it was okay. Like well, I, well, 17,000 yeah. points. But still, we could have booked the same flights for less than $200 round trip for both of us. Goodness. So yeah, we, not... we were. I it, it, I don't know. If you follow me on Twitter, you might have seen a poll I put up uh, a week or two ago, uh, kind of debating whether we should go to to you know an all inclusive resort in Jamaica for a weekend or go hiking out in Colorado. Um, and yeah, we were looking at about a thousand bucks for both of us to fly round trip to Jamaica. So um, Colorado, it is. You're gonna see some snow, my dude. I'm good with that. I mean, hey, if if any of the resorts are open and uh, and there's snow on the ground, I, I'm I would love to go snowboarding out there. But you know, well, we'll, it, well, we'll it, at least at least they know how to handle snow out there. You right. know, if, exactly. yeah, if, if if you travel to a place that routinely has snow, then it's fine. Although I will say I have made the drive from Denver to Aspen in the wintertime. Uh-huh. And and there are some mountain passes along that drive that that get a little bit hairy in uh, in, in in the extreme weather, um, especially especially uh, driving a moped with your friend Harry on your back. That, that, which, which is that. why we're paying more for our rental car than we are for the flights. We we got an SUV so we could actually get through any inclement weather if if we nice. run into it. Very uh, nice. I think it was like, it wasn't double, but it was pretty close for the car. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at the like price of your flight. I'm not even going to mention how much my flight to Chicago was last October when I just flew solo. Raleigh's a, a weird airport. I, I mean, it seems like it would be big enough that you could get reasonable fares out of it, mm-hmm. but. But nobody, I don't think anybody calls it a hub. So no, so, it, it, it's not. It you know, RDU is international. You have nonstop flights. I think now to to Germany and uh, Paris and I think London as well and and a few other international spots um, nonstop. But no, it, it's still not large enough to actually be considered a hub, which is. Yeah. Bananas. Yeah, I mean, I mean there, there, there's a there's a long term expansion plan that's been going on for years at this point and is still years and years away from actually happening. So maybe then things will get a little bit better, but not anytime soon. I mean, anything's got to be better than Charlotte. I can't stand it. <laughs> I have actively avoided Charlotte's airport every time I've flown. The the last Christmas, my my family and I, I went gave to, you my uh, heart, oh. but the very Day. You, get... you done? It's wham. <laughs> <laughs> Wake me up before you go, go. Leave me hanging on like a yo-yo. This is why I need a break. Wake me up before <laughs> you go, go. You still got to do a Christmas episode with me, white boy. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, before, before we get too, too far, you know, into, into just random conversation, um, there, there is, there, there's something we got to talk about guys. Um, this, this week was, this week was a big week. Um, we collectively 
experienced one of the most important events of our entire lifetime. Um, Something that made a a very, very specific set of Americans extremely happy. Um, Something that could change the face of our nation for generations to come. And that's Mr. Cam Matthews' birthday. Oh, happy, happy belated birthday, Cam. Yikes. Uh, thanks. <laughs> I've been waiting. So, <laughs> so I, I knew, okay, so I knew you weren't, weren't actually going to go in the direction you were alluding to, but that is also not the direction I thought you were going. <laughs> How was your yeah. birthday? Yeah, thanks, man. I'm uh, officially 27 now, which is... You old! Uh, you old! <laughs> you're older, and you always will be. Oh. Maybe yeah, next year. you got year. a birthday coming up. Yeah. But for now, I'm in that I'm in that beautiful period where my, my age is one number less away from yours than it would otherwise be. Yeah, you, 15 days. Soak it up. Oh, okay. I will. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but seriously though, uh, lots of uh, lots of birthday wishes from everybody on on Twitter. I do appreciate that. Uh, that you you guys help uh, be part of a pretty pretty good day for me. I appreciate that. You got birthday shoutouts from freaking Grant McCauley and Michael Kelly, dude. I did. I <laughs> How did. How cool is that? Like, what is your life now? Uh, both of them also occurred when I was already asleep, so I, 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 <laughs> I woke up to that the next morning. I was excited about that before you were excited. You were, because you messaged me. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, look who just said happy birthday to you. <laughs> like, I was just ignoring them or something. Right, exactly. <laughs> Wake up, asshole! You're big time in Hollywood stars now. Look at That's you. That's right. Who, who would have thought? Not yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> Not me either. <laughs> but all this happened thanks to this wonderful podcast that you are now listening to. Ah, uh, yes. It's 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 been a fun season for for us, and uh, you know that's really all that matters to us. Hopefully, you guys have enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, I know we have. So we, we certainly have, and um, you know we're. <laughs> We're doing this for us, and we hope yeah. you guys enjoy it. Um, uh, otherwise, we're just screaming into the void. Well, bef- before we go too much further, Cam, what what are you drinking on this fine evening? Uh, tonight, I'm just drinking an ice-cold yingling. A swig of beer for the working man. What about you, Alex? Well, are, hold on. Uh, are, are you drinking, like, a, a regular run-of-the-mill yingling lager, or are you drinking that that yingling hershey's chocolate stuff no it, it, it's, it's just a regular uh lager although i have not seen the hershey's in the store yet oh are you but, serious yeah are i haven't seen it well i haven't here. okay well i'll say this i haven't actively looked for it but now that you've brought it up i'm gonna have to find a six pack of it next time i go to the store well it's 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 hard to miss um when you're when you're at the grocery store because you know you're going down the beer aisle you don't expect to see a gigantic hershey's logo yeah um, that is actually larger on the packaging than the yingling logo <laughs> that's funny <laughs> um but yeah um so uh i made i made steaks for my wife and i uh and i've got uh a glass of the hannibal lecter special uh some uh, some cheap chianti 
<laughs> Fun. Yes, good times. I ate his liver with a side of fava beans and a nice key ante. <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe that's why I'm laughing so much this episode, because I'm not usually uh, drinking wine uh, when we're recording. How very how very Jeff Donahue of you. Yes, yes. No, no, Jeff Donahue. Jeff Donahue is the Pappy Van Winkle of of our friends. He is, but like he's also a member of how many wine clubs? Is, is he really? Uh, he talked to us about this. I, I'm. I've, that that might have been all fair. It might have been, yeah. He gave uh, us a uh, he gave us a personalized tour via webcam of his uh, wine cellar. It was quite extravagant. I, I don't know when I when I think when I think like Donahue's booze of choice. Uh, the the first thing I think of is is a is a fine expensive bourbon. Well, you know he's going to be drinking uh, starting Thursday, right? What's that? He's going to be drinking an Arnold Palmer. By God. Yes. Oh my God. I I wasn't. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm still trying to to adapt to the idea that the Masters is in November this year. Yeah. But I actually just retweeted it uh, a minute ago. But um, I just saw pictures from Augusta National uh, with with you know the leaves all orange and red and my goodness. That must be the most beautiful plot of land on the face of the planet. Uh, yes. Seeing seeing that course in fall colors is going to be quite the sight. It's it, it's amazing. It looks so fantastic, and I I I really can't wait. Who uh you you got a you got a pick for me, Cam? No. <laughs> 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 it's like okay. This is the content you're here for. <laughs> we're, we're a baseball podcast. Not a great one, but we're still a baseball podcast. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I enjoy watching golf. I, you know, I, I can throw some names out there. But as far as, like, knowing who could have a good tournament and things like that, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't speak well enough on that. I don't follow it that closely. Wait, what what about you? Who who is who is the one to beat this well, coming? The, really, the reason I like to ask around the Masters in particular is is because more so than than any other tournament, it it seems like you know when you go to Augusta, it doesn't matter who's hot coming in, it doesn't matter who won the tournament prior. It's it it's just kind of a. a everyone's even at the beginning right right um i mean nobody would have guessed that tiger woods was going to win it in 2019 um so you know any anything could happen my goodness if tiger were to somehow pull it off again (laughs) the 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 world would just melt it would be it would be like the happiest ending to life as we know it (laughs) yeah um, but I, I don't know. Um, eh, give me, give me Dustin Johnson. Oh yeah. Picking the uh, world's number one, real dark horse pick there, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's, it's golf being world number one in golf doesn't mean you're going to win even most tournaments. Yeah. Like, he, and, like and he's regardless been, he's been of world's ranking, number one, he's, he's been number one for like what, four or five years now. 
Yeah, and how many majors has he won in that time? Maybe a couple? Maybe, yeah. Uh, so, I, like, like uh, as anyone listening knows, I, I'm a big tennis fan. If you're the world number one in tennis, you're winning majors pretty regularly. Like, if you're not winning one to two majors every single year, you're not going to be number one in tennis. That is absolutely not the case in golf. It is not like that at all. You could conceivably never win a major, but win enough of the smaller tournaments to stay world number one. Right. Well, I mean, heck, uh, two bad holes on Friday could set you back, you know, for an entire tournament. You just you never know. Oh, exactly. Um, so I'm 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 picking uh, Dustin Johnson as my winner. Okay. And uh, and Cameron Matthews is my runner up. You have uh, you have not seen me play golf, sir. <laughs> no, but I'd like to. You know who I, you know who I would actually love to see win it? Uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Uh, I can't stand that guy. What? Man, just grip it and rip it. Grip it and rip it. He's a pace of play nightmare. Yeah. He just he, he's like it's like uh it's like Sergio Garcia or to yet again throw it back to tennis. Rafael Rafael Nadal, who's one of the greatest players of all time, and I cannot stand watching that guy. Um, just you know takes really deliberate in everything that he does. There's no excitement. We're just gonna plod along and hopefully something good happens. Just, uh, I can't stand it. Well, to quote the old man from Toy Story 2, you can't rush art. That's not true. <laughs> sure it is. You absolutely can rush art. Um, but you know what? I, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy with uh, Bryson DeChambeau winning as long as it's not Phil Mickelson. <laughs> No, 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 you are going to get Donahue on your case. Hi, Jeff. Um, hey. I, <laughs> I, I just, I have had a, a, a deep rooted disgust for Phil Mickelson for the better part of two decades now. Um, I, I just, something about the guy rubs me the wrong way. Um, He's he's starting to act like the cool uncle nowadays, and I'm just not buying it. He, <laughs> it, it's just his act isn't for me. Uh, I don't like it. Um, Patrick Reed is clearly a a just a, a better human being all around. Um, <laughs> and hopefully Jeff will have forgotten about all of these comments by the time season two begins. And uh, here's Alex. As he comes up to his approach, he is going to talk smack about Phil Mickelson. <laughs> he pulls out the driver. Usually, uh, usually gets about gets about three fifty, four hundred on that. And the swing. Up there appears to be a a a middle aged man wearing Georgia gear. Oh oh God, what is he doing? Oh. He's beating up Alex. My goodness. That's two thus far, shooter. <laughs> and now we know. head and now we head over to ten tiger looking for par. 
Jesus, you just rocked me to sleep. You're welcome. <laughs> so I'm chatting ASMR here on the podcast this week. You're welcome. Well, we, we've we've talked about golf. We've talked about tennis. We've talked about other sports. Um, but we, we are, at our core, a baseball podcast. Um, more specifically, an Atlanta Braves podcast. Um, and Is our core juiced or... Is it? Shut up, Cam. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it's so, timely. So it is it is time for us to recap our favorite moments of the 2020 Atlanta Braves baseball season. So Cam, I will let you have your first pick. What was one of your favorite moments in, in no particular order uh, from this Atlanta Braves season? <clears throat> Hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with a real fun night. It was uh, one of those weeknight games where the Braves suddenly found themselves down early. Um, kind of one of those games where you think, eh, you know, they're down a few runs and maybe they can come back. I don't know. And then slowly but surely they, they climbed their way back. Uh, the game I'm talking about, let's see. I'm actually trying to pull up the exact date on this. It was September 10th uh, against the Washington Nationals, where Dansby Swanson hit a two-run homer in the bottom of the ninth to give the Braves the win after falling behind early. Love it. And, and so, so j- just to like just to set it up, uh, by by the end of the actually. I had to listen to a lot of Washington national games this year, just because for whatever reason, I'm in the blackout area for nationals games. So I just had to listen to the radio feed a lot of the time. And that night was no different. And Ben Ingram was on the call friend of the show, Ben Ingram. And before Dansby even comes up to bat, he's already setting the stage of, you know, Dansby in his career has such and such, you know, batting average and so many RBIs um, past the seventh inning, uh, you know, so many clutch moments just kind of setting the plate. And then he hits one out, and they win. And it was great. And it was just like, it was one of those wins that, that just invigorated you. You know what I mean? Like it oh, was just absolutely. One, like, it was just one of those wins that, like, I ended up staying up, like, past midnight that night, just, like, reading articles and, you know, just, you know, being excited about it. It was also the same night that Fernando Tatis hit his grand slam. So there was just a lot going on in the baseball world that night. But, yeah, uh, the comeback against the Nationals, that was a fun time. You know, it, it it's over the last really now three seasons. That seems like a normal thing for for the Braves. Um, we, we need to really kind of force ourselves to remember here that that's not normal. What what the Braves seem to do coming back in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings on a pretty regular basis is 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 not normal. Yeah. So as, yeah. as we start to you know slowly move towards the 2021 season, let's let's focus on not letting ourselves get spoiled by this. It, yes. Yeah. It's it, it's not a normal thing. Uh, what the Braves have been doing pretty regularly for three years is is very special and, and the fact that we're all along for this ride is is really really cool and and just a 
quick correction. That game actually happened on Monday, August 17th. I knew September didn't sound right, so let me clarify that. I was going to say, if it was September, I'd remember it more vividly than I do now. Oh, do do you remember? I remember. The 21st of this. I remember. We're just... Are you earth, holes. wind, or fire? <laughs> um, I, don't I don't need That's... an answer to that. Um, okay. so okay. my my first pick, um, and again, this is not in any particular order. Uh, my first pick came from early in the season. I don't have the date off the top of my head, but um, everyone will will probably remember what I'm talking about. Uh, early in the season, the Braves visited the Mets. I, I think this might have even been before the first homestand. Um, but Austin Riley comes <coughs> up uh, and hits one of the biggest home runs I have ever seen. So that uh, was actually the first Sunday night game of the season. That was uh, game three against the Mets. There we go. It, it bounced off of the third deck facade. Like... It was it was just mind blowing how far he hit that. Yeah, um, it was a no doubter to to the point where Atlanta Braves the Atlanta Braves account tweeted at NASA, telling them to keep an eye out for this ball. Yeah, it was um it was pretty well struck. Yeah, <laughs> it was one of those where I just I watched it, my jaw dropped to the floor. And then I just couldn't stop laughing for like ten minutes afterwards. I think uh, I think my exact (laughs) yeah I think my exact reaction in the living room as I watched that game was just goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Cam, what do you got up next? All right, um, let's see. I've got some of these written down. Oh, here, here here's a fun one. Uh, our series in Boston, uh, specifically the back-to-back games where uh, Ozuna the first night had three home runs and Travis Darnold had three home, or not Travis Darnold, Adam Duvall had three home runs the uh, the following night. First, uh, first teammates in history to ever do that. Yeah, I mean it was it was crazy enough the first night when Marcel did it. Because no National League player had yep. ever come into Fenway and hit three home runs in a game. Never. And then Never happened. N- and then not only did it happen, but it happened again. Um, and 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 that last statement from me, uh, not only did it happen, but it happened again. Uh, that's going to be a recurring theme throughout these memories. I just want to give you guys a heads up. Yeah. Because it seemed like just about everything extra special that the Braves did this year happened more than once. Uh, Yeah, that was was something else. I mean, we we knew going into that series that we were going up to Boston. The Red Sox weren't a very good team. And that we were going to take most of those games. I'm just, I am mailing it in this episode to be completely <laughs> honest with you. We are, we, it, it, it's a, it's a loose episode this week, guys. Uh, Goosey, <laughs> But yeah, so, um, 
I mean, we we expected to win that series against the Red Sox, but nobody expected two guys to hit three home runs each in back-to-back games. Uh, huh. it, it didn't, it, that never was on the radar. So uh, speaking of things that happened multiple times, um, I will go with uh, in game one, or, or uh, I, I'm sorry, guys. I, I forget exactly which games. This might have been two and three or one and two. I'm not sure. Anyway, Ozzy Albies hits a home run in the National League Championship Series into the Braves' bullpen, and it's caught by everyone's favorite closer, Mr. Mark Melanson. Really cool moment when it happened. And then it happened again the next night, Ozzy Albies hits a home run the next night into the Braves bullpen, and Mark Melanson catches it again. Like, what, yeah. what yeah. on earth are the odds of that? So, the first night that it happened, like, I saw it happen, and I was like, oh, that, 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 you know, that that's pretty funny. You know, guy in the bullpen... But guy in the bullpen caught the baseball, you know, didn't have to move anywhere. That, that That's a good clip. But then it happens again the next night, and I laughed hysterically. <laughs> I mean, I I lost my ever-living mind when it happened. <laughs> I was almost more excited about the catch in the bullpen than I was about the home run. Right? <laughs> Goodness. Oh, man. What What do you got? What's your next moment, Cam? Well, speaking of home runs, and I, I think I'll set you up a little bit for your next one if <clears throat> if we're thinking along the same lines here. Uh, so coming into this season, Freddie Freeman, of course, best first baseman in all of baseball. Year in, year out. The franchise player for the Braves at this point in his career. MV free! But there was, uh, there was one itch he had yet to scratch in his career. Despite, despite having the chances, Freddie Freeman had never hit a grand slam until a Friday night game against the Nationals. <laughs> and let me tell you, let, 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 me, let me tell you, I was in the car listening to this game, driving home. My wife and I had gone out to, to eat that night. I nearly put my car into the ditch when he hit that grand slam. I lost it. It was just one of those things that, like, every Braves fan has just sat back and waited to happen. And not only did it happen against a division rival, not only did it happen, you know, on a Friday night game of a, you know, the second game of a doubleheader, but it happened in a way that tied up the game. Yes, it was. The Braves were down by three and Freddie ties the game on a grand slam. Bananas. How did they take the lead? Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. That was over a month. That was like two months ago. Uh, It was it had been a running joke uh, amongst Braves fans on the Internet for for years. Yeah, years. Every time Freddie Freeman would come to the plate with the bases loaded which I swear happened more often than you think it would. Yeah. I, well, I mean, for the longest time, uh, he was he was going to be batting cleanup, and, and he was going to be in a position to have bases loaded. Yeah. Uh, and it just never happened. He just, you know, 10 years into his career, 
never could hit a grand slam and it didn't make any sense to any of us. And then, and then he did it. And, and then, and, and then he, and then he did it again. He did it again. The next night, the next night he does it again. After 10 years of not hitting a grand slam, he hits one in back to back games. Unreal. It was, Oh, God. I, I mean, I know this season didn't end the way we all wanted it to, but my God, this was such a fun baseball season. And then did, didn't he come up in the Sunday game at one point with the bases loaded? Yes, he had an opportunity for him. And it was like, in fact, I think I even texted friend of the show Goldberg at that point, and I was like, I swear to God, if he hits another one right here, <laughs> like it was just, it became, it became a joke that like, oh gosh, he's, he's cracked the seal now. He's just yeah, gonna, <laughs> that's, that's all he's going to do every game for the rest of time. He's going to hit a grand slam somehow. Gosh, <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, all right. Uh, my next one, uh, I think this is one that we, uh, we both had on our list that we can talk about, uh, putting up 29 runs against the Marlins. 29 runs. Uh, I believe that's, if I'm not mistaken, that's one shy of the major league record. Correct. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm, it's the, the Rangers did it to the, the Orioles, uh, if I remember correctly. Um, and boy, they were sweating. Uh, because I think the Braves got to 29 runs in like the seventh. Yeah, it was the seventh or eighth. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, it, yeah, it had, it had to be the seventh. Stand on that. Yeah, yeah, and not <laughs> they got they hit 29 runs. Uh, it was 20. They had 25 until Adam Duvall hit a grand slam, and then it was like, okay, now we're at 29. Yeah, because why not hit a grand slam when your team already has 25 runs? I swear. <laughs> yeah, that that entire game was just wild. Like it was it was one of those games like. Keep in mind, too, that, uh, gosh, Tommy Malone was the starter in that game. Tommy uh, Malone. We gave Tommy a, a, a pretty comfy lead, and uh, things didn't work. I mean, I think the Marlins got within four in, like, the third or fourth inning until the Braves really piled it on. Yeah. But... That was a uh, no. That was not Tommy Malone's last start. He had a start against the Nationals, in which he did fairly well with. But yeah. So uh, so wh while we're talking about um, no name starters, uh, I'll I'll move to my next one. Um, and and this is this is a really good kind of snapshot of of the Braves' 2020 season because as as we all know. Uh, the starting rotation for the Atlanta Braves was was much maligned throughout the season, and it was really difficult to 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 have any idea who was going to be starting the next night a lot of times. Yeah. Um. So the Braves go out and make a waiver claim uh, in, in early August uh, after the Pittsburgh Pirates had released a guy by the name of Robbie Erlin. So Robbie Erland comes in uh, and on uh, he got one appearance on August 10th uh, against Philly, and it really wasn't very good. He pitched two, uh, two and two thirds innings, 
allowing four runs. He gave up a grand slam on his like his first pitch, didn't he? Yeah, it was a bad outing, Cam. It was bad. That's not the point. The point optimal. <laughs> the point is that uh, a little less than a week later on the 16th, he gets to make his first start in an Atlanta Braves uniform against the Marlins. Uh, a start that was 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 desperately needed by the Atlanta Braves because that was that was at a time where I, I think we had yet to call up Ian Anderson. Uh, yep. We 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 uh, basically were running with Max Fried and no other starters. So so we give Robbie Erlin a spot start. It's his first start with the Braves, and all he does is go out and throw four innings, allowing one hit and striking out five. And I think with, that first hit came in like the first inning too, didn't right. it? Right. With with no walks. He yeah. came in and and for one game, obviously his tenure with the Braves will not be remembered fondly, but for that one game, he pitched like he was prime Roger Clemens. It was it was a thing of beauty and and only made more special by the fact that exactly nobody that was watching expected that to happen. Yeah, I just um, I, I think we should take partial credit for that outing simply because we re- we finished recording that week's episode right before that game. And we talked about old Hurl and Erlin. We talked the lad up and uh, he, he went out and did well. So, oh, yeah, Hurl and Erlin so, was twirling a gem. Uh, courtesy of Chatting Average. <laughs> You're welcome, people. Yes, you are welcome. Cam, what, what do you got next? Let's see. Uh, next up, speaking of uh, pitching staff and all that jazz, uh, sticking and, and staying in the regular season, the debut of one Ian Anderson against the New York Yankees. Ooh, boy. What a... Uh, what a fun game this was. Um, offensively, Ronald Acuna hit one to the moon off of Garrett Cole, so that was great. But then that was that was on that was the first at bat of the game, right? Uh, yep, yep, it was. That was God, one of his I, numerous leadoff home runs this year. I love having that guy bat leadoff. It just it it sets not, the tone exactly. He's not always gonna hit a home run in the first at bat of the game but he does a lot and and when he does it it just sucks the life out of the opponent from the yeah jump. yeah i mean automatically you look up and you're down one to nothing like just like that <laughs> you like Great. you haven't even had a chance to bat yet and you're losing congratulations but yeah, so Ian Anderson in his debut against the New York Yankees, and sure, you can say that the Yankees were injured, but there was still quite a bit of firepower in that lineup, goes out and allows one hit and one run over, what was it, five innings? Six, maybe? Uh, I It was a seven-inning game. It was. Uh, and I believe he went, I, I think he went six. Uh, hold. Talk, talk for a minute. I'm going to look it up. So we all know that I'm your favorite host on this podcast, right? Right? <sighs> See how grumpy he is? <laughs> you don't uh you, you, is, you don't you don't get this that. This is why I need a break. 
You say he, that, he but then he, did. He, did. he went six innings against the Yankees. That's wild. Six innings in a seven inning game. <laughs> it is de- it is debut. Allowing one hit, one run, one uh, earned run, one uh, two bases on balls, six strikeouts, uh, and the one hit and the one earned run was a homer. So it was it was it was one solo shot he gave up and everybody else could just sit down. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite the sight. Um, Little did we know that that was going to be a fairly consistent outing for Ian moving on. I mean, he had a couple of hiccups, but, you know, show me a pitcher who doesn't have a bad start or two throughout a season. But this kid, he is. For his age and for his experience, he is something else. You know, granted, he only made six starts uh, in the regular season this year, but he finished with an ERA under two. Yeah, and I think, really, there's only one of those starts that you could say was a quote-unquote bad start, and that was the Labor Day game against the Marlins. Yep. That that, that was his one kind of rough outing. The, but, the other the other rough outing was uh, against the Mets on September 19th. He went four and two thirds innings, allowing three earned runs, still struck out eight. Um, but both of those games that he had rough outings, uh, he got into a little bit of trouble with walks. Uh, in yeah. both of those games we're talking about, he walked four. Yep. And and I, I maintain that if if not for his error of a throw to Freddie at first, in that Labor Day game against the Marlins, the Braves win that game because it it was at that point that the Marlins tacked a couple on and it got a little out of hand that inning. And Ian had to throw like 30 additional pitches in that inning. If he gets that out or even, even, I don't know, just sticks that ball in his pocket and holds the runner at first, then that inning looks a lot different. I think the moment just got away from him there, which happens to young pitchers, but yeah, Ian Anderson, uh, I think he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, should uh, should uh, I mean I, I've I'm gonna go ahead and call him a front runner for rookie of the year in 2021. I like it. All right, what what uh, what do you have next? All right, I got two left, so we're getting we're getting into some big time moments here. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm going with game one of the National League Wild Card Series against uh the Cincinnati Reds. It was. You, you know, we, we didn't know really what we were bringing into the postseason aside from two pitchers, a bullpen and a mean lineup. Um, so so, you know, we had to win game one. We had to. Yep. It was, it, you know, against in, in a three game series like we had in the wild card this season, uh, we, we could not afford to let it go to a game three and and have a question mark starter out there in a potential clincher. Um it was it was Max Freed against Trevor Bauer and and good god both pitchers put on an absolute clinic. Clinic. It went it, it went 9 innings uh 0 to 0. And then it went 10 innings 0 to 0. Then it went 11 innings 0 to 0. And ultimately, uh, I believe we got to the 13th inning Yep. before Freddie Freeman hits a walk-off single 
to to take us home with a one to nothing win. I, I'm I, I said it then and I'm gonna say it again. I I honestly think that was the best baseball game I have ever seen. It was oh gosh. It was it was quite the experience, and sitting at work and trying to be involved in the game was also not fun. Oh, I was I was at work. I mean, as I've talked about on the show before, I work at a a, a tennis retail shop, and I was uh, it was kind of slow that day. I was stringing tennis rackets, and on my stringing machine, I had my phone propped up with the game playing, and I every time something would happen. I, I was completely losing my mind. I was, I was so on edge and I, at that point did not care if we had customers in the building. Um, I, I wasn't going to react any different whether or not we had customers in the building. Um, and when Freddie hit that walk off, I, I almost jumped through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was it was wild. It was just it was so tense. There there were so many moments in it that like the Reds had their chances, you know, the Braves oh, yeah. had their chances, you know. Well, and it, and it wasn't it it didn't stay zero to zero so long because like like you could have a game with a similar uh, box score that isn't a good baseball game. That, oh yeah. That, that that's not what we got. It wasn't it wasn't, you know, just just terrible hitting uh, and, and swinging at every pitch uh, every, like batters were grinding out at bats and they just couldn't get hits off of these guys. And when it went into extras, God, Brian Snicker put on a, a clinic of postseason bullpen management and and Tyler Matzik comes out and pitches just the two innings of his entire life that night. Oh, was, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was unbelievable. And they what, got a, what, a, what a story a that start guy time. is. It was a noon start time. Uh, <laughs> so nobody got to watch it. Uh, but uh, it, it was it, it was really something special. And, and kind of let you know that this was a Braves team that that shouldn't be dismissed in the postseason. No, no, not at all. Good, good choice. Good choice. All right. Um... Let's see. I guess we'll, I guess we'll head into the postseason. I, I've got a, I've got a couple left. So if I'm gonna go in order, I'm gonna go with the three-game sweep over the Marlins in the divisional series. Oh yeah. It just, I think that series is just about the best this team looked, um, all year. Uh. The three-game sweep is exactly what a good team should have done to a very pesky and a very talented Marlins team. But, oh, yeah. you know, a three-game sweep is about as good as you're going to get, and the Braves went out there and did it. They fell behind early in game one and still managed to pull out the win. Uh, in game two, Ian Anderson put on an absolute clinic, and, and the Braves pulled that one out. Then in game three, Kyle Wright, who has not pitched in like two weeks, to this point goes out and just throws an absolute gym and Travis Darnode becomes Johnny bench in that, in this <laughs> series. And like, it's just hitting everything that comes near the plate. And it was just, I don't know. It was just a, it was just a wild series. And I think it was 
nearly the best that that team looked all season. Um, and then, you know, there were coming into this postseason, of course, we were all very well aware that the Braves hadn't won a postgame series since 2001 and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, you still had folks saying that, oh, well, technically they haven't gotten past the divisional series since 2001. So that wild card win doesn't matter. So, yeah, sure, whatever. So they managed to get past the divisional series. And all of a sudden, like, you know, obviously feelings changed with how things played out. But at that point, getting past the divisional series and heading to the National League Championship, I looked at it as, man, this team's playing with house money at this point. Oh, like, absolutely. Given, you know, I don't care how good your offense is, when your rotation is as big of a question mark, whether it's youth or gaps in it, getting to the National League Championship is is an accomplishment, plain and simple. So, yeah, beating the Marlins in three games, that was, uh, that was quite a blast. Well, that that leads pretty well into uh, into my my final choice. Uh, And I made this my final choice because uh, this 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 sounds like hyperbole when I say it. But I've I've thought about it a lot uh, since the first time I said it. And and this is my, my single favorite Atlanta Braves baseball moment. Uh, I've I've had in in my life. Uh, There have been bigger Braves baseball moments. Of course, 1995, when the Braves won the World Series. I was nine years old. I didn't appreciate that the way I appreciated this moment in 2020. Um, So 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 uh, understand it through that lens. Um, My moment came. In the ninth inning of game one of the national league championship series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. We had just gone through everything that cam just detailed and, and we got to the national league championship series and we were up against, we were up against the Dodgers. And for, for, for years, this has been the team. We knew that we were going to have to go through if we wanted to make any noise in the postseason at any point. So, get to game one. We get a Freddie Freeman home run in the first inning. The Dodgers come back in the fifth inning, get a Kike Hernandez home run. So it is one-to-one going into the top of the ninth with the Braves batting. It, it has been just a, just a pitcher's duel and, and, and a nail-biter the whole way through. And the Braves have, you know, the bottom third of the order coming up in the ninth, and and things aren't really looking that great uh, because the bottom third of the order just hadn't been doing a whole lot, uh, even in the postseason. But then, then Austin Riley comes to the plate in the ninth inning of Game One, and 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 hits a home run to dead center field, and, and I. It's the happiest baseball's ever made me. It really is. Uh, <laughs> it, it ended up tacking on a couple more runs after that. Braves ultimately scored four runs in that ninth inning. But I, I just I don't I don't have a better moment than that. I, I was I was so indescribably happy as a Braves fan in that moment. It was just it was it was unbelievable. 
to to have to take the lead over that team at that point of that game in that series with that guy was was really really something special. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. It was it was Riley's big moment and everybody pretty much had one in the postseason. Yeah, everybody on that roster in that lineup had a big moment and that moment was Riley's. It, it was, was awesome. It was beautiful. All right, well, All I've right, got, Cam. You I've get got the last word here. So, speaking of of big moments, um I think it 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 might be hyperbolic to put it this way, but I think the biggest moment or the biggest performance of the postseason out of anybody came in game four of the National League Championship where Bryce Wilson outdueled Clayton Kershaw. Oh man. That and, and I saved it for last. Not 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 simply because it was in order, but Legitimately, when I tell you that might very well might be my favorite moment of this season, because um, Bryce Wilson, for those who don't know, uh, was born, and raised, grew up not far from where I live. Um, he he grew up roughly 45 minutes away from where I'm currently sitting right now. So, you know, like anybody else who knows somebody from your general area, you know, you kind of pull for people like that. Like you you just generally always gravitate towards people that are from the area that you're from. Right. I've met Bryce. Uh, my wife and I met him a couple of years ago at chop fest when he was, uh, after he had made a couple of starts the season before, you know, and had his big debut in Pittsburgh and that sort of thing. And, you know, super nice guy took a picture with him, told him where we were from and he knew exactly where, you know, where we were talking about. And he chatted with us for a couple of minutes Super down-to-earth kid. My brother-in-law, who's who's a little bit younger than uh, my wife and I, played baseball against him in high school. So there was that connection there. So Bryce Wilson is just one of those guys that I've always just kind of pulled for because he's just a guy you feel like you know. And so here comes Bryce, whom we didn't even find out he was going to be the Game 4 starter, I think until the night before. Until after Kyle Wright had his really rough outing, and in the postgame, I think Brian Snitker announced that Bryce Wilson was going to get the Game 4 start against the Dodgers and against Clayton Kershaw, who had done everything in his power to erase the Kershaw postseason stigma up until that point. And Bryce Wilson goes out and tosses an absolute gem against the Dodgers in the National League Championship. That was I, I I couldn't five strikeouts. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Six innings in seventy-four pitches. Efficient too. It was it was a Maddox game out of Bryce Wilson. He and and this wasn't the first time we had seen him step up this season. Uh Bryce Wilson, his 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 first star of the season, I think, came toward the latter end against the Marlins, where we clinched the division. He started that game. He stepped up and had a heck of a performance. It's easy to forget that this guy is only 22 years old. 
Like, I know that this is theoretically the third season that we've seen him, but he's 22. He simply got called up too early initially. But he's worked on his pitches. Uh, He's, you know, his middle fortitude is building and building. This is a guy who you look at and you could see being a fifth in the rotation kind of starter with outings like this. But given all of the background and all of everything that was happening to come in in game four against Clayton Kershaw, against the Dodgers, on a national stage in prime time on Fox, and for him to go out and have the performance that he did is nothing short of unbelievable. And like I said, more than likely my favorite moment of this season, bar none. I I I won't even argue with you. That's oh man, God, I can't wait for baseball to come back. It's only it's only been gone a couple of weeks, and and God, I want it back so bad. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that does it for this segment. We're gonna take a quick commercial break, and we're gonna come back with our very last voicemail segment of the season. I promise y'all don't want to miss this. We'll be right back. If you or someone you know has a small business, you need to check out the creators of ChattingAveragePodcast.com, Goat Web Design. These guys have everything you need to get your small business up and running with an awesome online presence. They'll create your mobile and desktop-friendly website quickly and affordably with responsive service, and most importantly, it'll look amazing. Check them out on Twitter, at Goat Web Designs, on Instagram, at Goat Web Design, or on the internet at GoatWebDesigns.com, and tell them the guys from Chatting Average sent you. Hey, do you or someone you love have a beard that could use a little TLC? Well, we've got some good news for you. We here at the Chatting Average Podcast have hooked up with an ambassador for a brand for just about any man, the Beard Struggle. These guys are celebrating all that is man by providing some of the best products around to get your beard ready for the big leagues. They've got everything from beard oils to bombs to combs and tons of other great stuff that is perfect for getting your facial hair looking great. Check them out today at thebeardstruggle.com and use promo code AVERAGE15, that's AVERAGE15, to take 15% off of your first order, compliments of the Chatting Average Podcast. Time to listen to your voicemails. All right, thank you to everyone who has sent us a voicemail or a text throughout this season. This segment in particular has been really fun to do, and we, we hope you guys have enjoyed it. As much as we have, that's that's why we've been putting it at the end of our shows. Uh, we, we think it's our it's our grand finale, and that is uh, certainly going to be the case this week. Uh, so first up, we have great friend of the show, Mr. Jeff Donahue. Let's see what he's got. What's up, guys? Jeff Donahue here. Just wanted to give a quick call for the last show of the season and uh, just tell you guys how much fun I've had listening to it. Really enjoyed y'all having me on. Uh, three separate times, which is wild that you would want me back after one, but, uh, and enjoyed getting to record with you guys and, um, just kind of fun that we've watched Cam grow up right before our very ears. <laughs> oh, shucks. Podcast, and hopefully, um, hopefully he'll make some better cooking decisions in the future for season two. Okay. You know but, what? Um, just want to say, uh, I think y'all had a great first season. It's pretty remarkable that y'all were able to start something in the middle of a um, pandemic-shortened baseball season. Uh, y'all did really well for the first half, not having much material to talk about. And I uh, just want to say that 
Y'all are my favorite podcast. I look forward to season two, and I'll talk to you later. See ya. Oh, that's a good friend right there. Um, so uh, a, a brief story. Um, so when we recorded with Jeff the the very first time, oh uh, gosh, God, I want to say it was was it like the third, maybe fourth episode we did? Yeah, it was like episode three or four. Like it was okay. very. Which this is episode thirty five that we're recording right now. That's crazy to me. Um, <laughs> so. So when we recorded with Jeff, um, I, I was up at my my in-laws uh, house on on Lake Hartwell in South Carolina. Um, and and, you know, they 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 go to bed early. So we did a we did a late recording session. Sometimes we do earlier in the mornings. Um, so we we got started at uh, at at what, seven o'clock? I, I think it was seven o'clock. Um, uh, yeah, it was like seven or eight. Seven, seven or eight, regardless. Uh, so start start recording. Um, and and you know baseball season hadn't started yet, so really that was in our our series of episodes where, you know, we were just you guys were just listening to 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 a couple of dudes talk. That was that was essentially it, and we just kind of explored whatever topics came up and and just ran with it. Um, so. We, we I think that episode ended up being our longest episode to date, which was about two and a half hours. Um, Good God. It was a two and a half hour episode. Um, but we recorded uh, until like two in the morning. <laughs> we, we were recording for between six and seven hours. And, and it wasn't because... You know, it wasn't because we were looking for content. It wasn't because we were we were trying to to hit, you know, we were trying to check a certain number of boxes to to make sure that we had our our show ready to go. No, it was just three dudes on the phone talking and having fun in the middle of a pandemic for for you know, however long. Like none of us had a deadline that night and we just talked and talked and talked and and Still, I, I that might be the most fun I've had doing this show yet. Uh, the three of us on the phone for for six to seven hours, just talking about God knows what until I could hardly talk anymore. It was it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was you know, I I live six six and a half hours away from you and Jeff, but it was just kind of like one of those conversations where we're, we would have all just been sitting out on the back deck, hanging out and, you know, enjoying a few and, drinks. And for and, reference sake, in the time that we spoke, you could have driven to us. Yeah. Think yeah. That. that is, that is a, uh, that is actually a very valid point. <laughs> but I mean, it, it was just, you know, it was just one of those good conversations where like, talked about cars talked about life you know just talked about every little thing you know just like you would hanging out with two dear friends and that's just what it felt like it was just like it was a good time and i i appreciate jeff just being you know i know that you and jeff already had known each other you know and, and had met each other and hung out and that sort of thing you know before we recorded this episode and this was our first like guest co-host that we had ever had on the show. And I didn't know Jeff, you know, I just knew him from Twitter. So, you know, little 
reserved about, you know, just kind of chatting up with a guy that I really didn't know. And then I ended up talking to the dude for over six hours that night. <laughs> like that, that, but that's just the kind of guy that Jeff is. Like, he's just a pleasure to talk to and to know. And, you know, I, I, I appreciate him being just uh, so warm and, and welcoming to me. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we, we, we couldn't ask for a, a better friend and occasional co-host than, than Jeff Donahue and, uh, and, and can't wait to do it with you again at some point, Jeff, uh, for season two. So moving on from there, uh, we are going to, uh, to, to one of our very first patrons of the show, someone who is kind enough and, you know, depending on your point of view, misguided enough to, to actually donate money to the show to, to help <laughs> us uh, do what it is that we do. Uh, this is Mr. Josh Goldberg. So let, let's see what he's got for us. Hey, guys, how's it going? Just wanted to call in and uh, instead of texting like I normally do, I grace you with the presence of my voice tonight. Just wanted oh, yeah, to call and tell you guys congratulations on season one. It's been epic. It's been great. Um, super proud of both of you guys. Um, it's hard enough to get Cam to shut up around the house or in you know, family gatherings. So just to be able to have another outlet for him to talk, it's, it's amazing. Best of luck in season two. And, uh, I guess I can ask one quick question. This uh, non-baseball related. Season's over, unfortunately. But uh, have either of you guys ever been told that you have a celebrity look like i know that's a question that comes up a lot oh people say, oh, you know you look like this person or that person and i know cam's got one i'm sure he'll be willing to share with us tonight but uh oh, again guys congratulations season one outstanding looking forward to season two love you guys hey thanks goldberg really really appreciate the call um so Cam, I mean, it's the season finale. You you can't leave that hanging. Who who's your celebrity lookalike? Uh, I have been told on numerous occasions that I bear somewhat of a resemblance to the actor Spencer Breslin. So I, I don't I don't I don't know who that is. Hold on, hold please. Probably a good thing. Spencer. Breslin. Probably not so much more now, but when I was younger, I yeah. Okay, okay. You, you know, I I mean, it's not a connection I'd probably make immediately, but I could see it a little bit. Yeah. Now, yeah, now why bit. is he? Oh, he was in the Santa Claus Two, Electric Boogaloo, um, and the Santa Claus Three. Um. What, how does anybody know this guy's name? All of the movies he's been in have been crap. <laughs> uh, because of the Santa Claus 2 and the Santa Claus 3. I see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so should I say, should, should I say who, uh, who your celebrity lookalike is, look is thanks to uh, Tyler Knight? Oh, God, man. <laughs> It's just that Tyler. one photo, though. It's that one photo where I just <laughs> so happen to look like Aubrey Huff. <laughs> and, 
Uh, and then Tyler tweets that. I just, I die because it cracks me up because I know how much you hate it. I mean, and there's nothing I can do to come back from it because in that picture, I, I totally look like Aubrey Huff looks in that picture that he found. There's yep. nothing I can do about it. Luckily for me, I'm not Aubrey Huff, um, but <laughs> yeah. God. Oh, man. I wish you hadn't remembered that. <laughs> Sorry. The other one I was going to go with um, was this was from, God, probably 05, 06. Um, I was I was I was still pretty skinny. Um, I was I was like I was like 165 at that point. Uh, And I had I had much longer hair. I didn't have the buzz cut that I I, I currently have. Um, And as I do to this day. Uh, I, I wear eyeglasses. Uh, at the time, they were a little more round than they currently are. Uh-huh. Um, so if, if you're following w- along with me, you might have already figured out that a lot of people likened me to Harry Potter. That was a very like mid 2000s thing, though, that if you happen, if you just happen to have circular glasses at all, it was like, oh, you got the Harry Potter glasses. Well, I kind of had the hair to go along with it, too. That's fair. Like, not not long hair, but kind of kind of like ear length, sort of shaggy hair. The kind that when I wore a hat would, like, flip out from underneath it. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, that, that like, to the point where uh, at multiple jobs that I had, people just referred to me as Potter. Well, I guess in your younger days, you referred to as Potter and Harry Potter. But now that you're older, you could be referred to as Mr. Potter, like from uh, It's a Wonderful Life. There's a there's a Christmas reference. That's twofold. Not only does it bring up Christmas, which you hate for whatever reason, but it also brings up the fact that you're old. God, I hate you so much. No, you don't. This is why I need a break. Um, so we are going to our final voicemail of the season. And for those of you who have been along for this ride with us the entire season, there there's really only one way we could end the voicemail segment. And that's with our friend Joe Seppi. So I, 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 I don't know what Joe had to say. It looks like a rather long voicemail, so we're just going to let him go and see what happens. Here he is, Joe Seppi. Hello, friends. And welcome to Masters Week. You know how I know it's <laughs> Masters Week? Because it's November and it's snowing outside. <laughs> so I just want you guys to enjoy it. The azaleas will not be in bloom. Payment corner will probably something something else. And I just want to congratulate you guys on a tremendous first season of your what the hell show is this? <laughs> You're doing a great job, Bill guys. Okay, it's just very proud to be affiliated with you. Am I? I don't remember getting any free merch or anything, so it's tough to say these days what's going on. I just hope you guys are having fun, okay? What started off as a 60-game season that nobody cared about 
ended as a 60-game season that nobody cared about. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you that it's almost dinner time. And nachos are on deck. And I don't know if you guys are big nachos fans, but I know you are. Because if you're not, then get out of my country. Okay? Right now. <laughs> and as we look forward to a new season... Are we? We are, because you know why? The Mets got a new owner. And he ain't playing no games, fellas. So you might want to just enjoy this last season you had on top, because now you're not going to be on top anymore. So, you know what they say. If you're not first, you're last. And I know a thing or two about a thing or two about being last. So... <laughs> And if you can't tell by now, I'm just going to go ahead and talk this out until I get cut off. So just want you to know that it's been a real hoot um, just being a part of this with you guys. I know uh, I've only listened to like maybe one part of one episode, but it was my part. And so that's all I cared about. And I was really impressed with me and how I performed. So. I think last time I called you, I was on drugs. You are. That's right. But guess what? I'm not on drugs anymore, and I'm still down a tooth. <laughs> but I should get a fix in because got this new job and everything. It's gonna have pennies and dental. And you know what they say about a guy with dental? He is a guy with teeth. So I just want you guys to have a great Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah, blissful. Rosh Hashanah or whatever they say in the South. <laughs> From me to you to me, back to you again. It's like a rundown. <laughs> Whew. Oh, man. I, I was I was saying this to Cam uh before we recorded, but you you really you can't tell the story of season one of the Chatting Average podcast without mentioning Joe Seppi. And, and he never he never came on as a guest host. He wasn't ever on for an extended period of time. Well, there was that one time he left us like four voicemails. So that was a long period of time. But regardless, it was always in, in short little blurbs. But but we always had to save him for last because. Whether or not he knows it, he brings the goods every single time. And oh, yes. It, it It is just, I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do. Because listening to Joe's voicemails was one of my favorite parts of this year. The, uh, the man has a way with words, I'll say. Uh, don't know exactly <laughs> what kind of way that is. But he has a way with him. <laughs> he has a lot of words. Yeah. Uh, the the best words, some some have said. Um so that does it for our our final voicemail segment of the season. But 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 before we wrap the show up, Cam, I, I have a little surprise for you. What? I you heard me. I, I have a little surprise for you. Um, I lied. That's actually not our final voicemail of the evening. Oh, we, we have, we have one more voicemail. 
that I I immediately archived so Cam wouldn't stumble across it. And I'm not even going to introduce them. Let's 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 hear what they have to say. Hey, Alex and Cam. Cam's wife here. So I've never called and left y'all a voicemail, so I figured I would for the last episode. Just wanted to congratulate both of you on an awesome first season. I feel like I'm part of the show a lot tonight when you record because I'll be in the room listening and I'll be cracking up at some of the stuff y'all talk about. I can't wait for the next season of podcast. Oh, and one more thing, Alex. I do not condone cooking eggs in the microwave. Oh, and I think cookie cakes are overrated. Okay, bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Mrs. Cam Matthews making her first appearance on the show. Divorce. (laughs) Near me. I had to pull every trick I had up my sleeve to make that happen. Okay. Oh, man, I have so many questions because normally she's not great at keeping secrets, but somehow she... Nailed it. She nailed it. And <laughs> and, and and just in, in case in case the sound was a little fuzzy, in case you couldn't hear how how Mrs. Matthews signed off there, um agrees that cookie cake is is overrated. <laughs> well, you know, Alex, in every relationship there are disagreements. <laughs> <laughs> you hate to see couples fight over politics like this. Oh, boy. <laughs> I did not know what was about to happen. I got actually very concerned. Uh, I the, the only way that worked was for me to keep it a surprise for you, Cam. Okay. Well, so I, su- I, surprised I, I was. I wanted, I, I, I wanted that to wrap up our season. Um, well, I, I, I think it, I, in, all, in all seriousness, though, I think we can both uh, give a tip of our caps to both of our wives for allowing us to do this absolutely. each and every week. Um, both of our wives have, have put up with us devoting, at the very minimum, the majority of a day a week to to doing this for for the last, what has it been, seven seven months? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, and, over and, seven and, months now. And you know, there was even more time like planning the show before that. So, I mean, hats off to to them for their their incredible patience that they've shown with us and in, in in our little shenanigans trying to put this show together. Um, they they are as much a reason that this exists as uh, as Cam and I. Oh yeah. For sure, for sure. So, uh, t- tip of the cap of the uh, chatting average ladies, the the real heroes of this show. Absolutely. And and uh, before we sign off, um, there there are some some thank yous that that I need to throw out there uh, to to some people who have been very gracious with with their time and and have helped make this show as as much fun as it's been for for I know Cam and I and and hopefully as much fun as is listening. Um I, I want to start by thanking all of the guest hosts that we've had on the show uh including Mr. Jeff Donahue, Miss Mrs. Amber Dobbs, Corey Lester, Jay Dunna, 
Braves Cape, Sam Near, and Jesse from Let Me Just Say. All of those guys came on and, and gave us a good bit of their time and, and gave us some some fantastic content that we wouldn't have been able to come up with ourselves. Um, and and uh, an additional special thank you to to some people that that I don't think Cam and I really ever pictured ourselves having conversations with. Uh, and, and that would be Mr. Ben Ingram. Tucker Davidson, Grant McCauley, Michael Kelly, and Mark Owens. I, I just, I, I cannot overstate how surreal it is to have all, all of those great guest hosts and interviews on with, with this little silly project that Cam and I have taken on this year. Uh, it, it, it's made it really, really special and, and a lot of fun for us. Yeah, uh, you know, when we got started, we talked about, like, you know, it'd actually be kind of cool to get some interviews with some guys on here, and then we got Tucker Davidson for our first one. It's like, okay, that was really cool. You know, here here's a minor league guy that's got a lot of buzz, and, and then we got then we got the Ben Ingram interview, and that was the one where we were like, holy cow, Ben Ingram, this is a huge deal, and Ben couldn't have been a nicer guy. And then we had our season wrap-up three interview uh show that that was just incredible and i still don't know how you pulled all of that off but it was awesome um and and uh, i i've gotta i've gotta thank everybody that participated in 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 an episode that was really our 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 biggest achievement this season and, and that was our season preview episode Oh man. <laughs> uh, yeah. When it finally got announced that that we were going to have a baseball season, uh w- we reached out to to some fans from every team in baseball and and managed to put together a, a show of reviews from fans of every team uh, around the league. Uh one person that I I, I especially want to shout out by name is is, is Mr. Dan Clark. Uh, a, a prominent sports reporter and, and big Orioles fan uh, w- was immediately generous enough with his time to uh, to, to call in and, and help us out with that. Uh, that, was, that was a really, really special episode for us um, and, and uh, a lot of fun to put together. Yeah, absolutely. And then we had quite a few fun episodes along the way, too, that wouldn't have been possible without you, the listeners of uh, our when the season was getting postponed and we really weren't sure when baseball was going to start, we had to figure out a game plan to have something to talk about each week. And you guys came through on that, whether it was helping suggest weekly topics for the show or voting in the topic threads. Um, those were like, those were huge, huge helps for us getting this show off the ground. I mean, the first, what, 10 12 episodes were topic ep- topic centric episodes yeah absolutely <clears throat> we we couldn't have done that without your help so that was a huge deal thank you from and, and the bottom of my heart thank to, you to piggyback on that um a- as an example of of how unprepared we were for there not to be baseball you know on on april 1st uh 
those of you who are our patrons have probably already listened to this, but for those of you who aren't, you can go to patreon.com slash chatting average and <laughs> oh boy. And listen to our dress rehearsal episode. We recorded an episode, you know, using the format that we thought going into it that we were gonna use. At the time that we recorded it, it was still spring training. Everything was proceeding as normal. So so we 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 put together our game plan. We recorded a test episode just so I could get the hang of the editing and and Cam and I could both get the hang of of, you know, the the flow with the segments we wanted to do. And and it uh, it, it all went to hell right after that. Uh, yeah, um, it, so was, I, it was it uh, was not great. There's no better example of, uh, of 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 how much you guys helped us. Than, than to listen to that and then go listen to our first couple of actual episodes. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was kind of unexpected, but we made do thanks in part to our listeners, which was a lot of fun. So, Alex, uh, speaking of the listeners, should we inform them of what the uh, near future of the show looks like? Oh, by all means. All right. So. You heard us mention just last week that uh, we will be doing a holiday special uh, sometime in December before Christmas kicks up. So uh, look forward to that. It'll kind of be along the same lines of our Halloween special we did this year. Just something fun to throw out there. But in the meantime, if you are a patron of this fine podcast, you will be receiving not one, but two patron exclusive podcasts uh, before that holiday special. Our November episode, which will actually come out here in the next couple of weeks, we will be releasing our Thanksgiving Patreon episode, where Alex and all of his culinary expertise will be taking us on a food adventure through some of his favorite Thanksgiving recipes. And we'll, we'll chat some more food along the way in that episode. But again, that'll be a patron-exclusive episode. If you would like to sign up for our Patreon and support the show, Visit us at patreon.com slash chatting average. And then as we roll further into the holiday season and we get into December for the first time ever, the chatting average Patreon is going to the movies. We will be doing a movie watch along. Alex and I will sit down over Skype and you can join in too after the episodes released on, at your own leisure where we will be watching and discussing Jingle All the Way. <laughs> the holiday classic Jingle All the Way. The holiday masterpiece Jingle All the Way. So again, uh, if you would like access to do these two patron-exclusive episodes for a low, low monthly fee to just help support the show, help keep the lights on here, uh, whether it's uh, helping pay for our domain, helping pay for server space, uh, all of that fun stuff that keeps the show running or, you know, putting a little extra change in our pockets. Uh, if you feel so inclined, visit us at patreon.com slash chatting average. We would uh, greatly support it. And we're going to be throwing some benefits out your way through those two patron exclusive episodes. They're going to be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to that. All right, guys. Well, that does it for season one of the chatting average podcast. For Cam Matthews, my name's Alex. 
We'll see y'all next year for another brand new season of the Chatting Average Podcast. Bye! God, I'm so sick of that, Cam. You're, you're fired. Wait, what? With that, we've reached the end of the show. If you want to connect with the show, you can contact us via text or voicemail at 678-242-9408 or on Twitter at Average Chatting. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron at www.patreon.com slash chatting average. We'll see you all next week on another brand new episode of the Chatting Average Podcast.